It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host Matt Carter. It's been a nice bye week, nice little relaxation away from uh, football on the podcast, but we're jumping right back into it because NC State is going to host Virginia Tech on Thursday night, Carter-Finley Stadium, October 27th. Um, Virginia Tech, likely one of the weakest teams in the ACC, uh, coming off a bye week. NC State obviously is taking some of its hits here over the past few weeks, but maybe a great opportunity to bounce back and uh, finish out the season strong, starting with a nice home conference game against maybe a weaker opponent. We'll break down that game and talk a little bit about some further reflections over the bye week and from the from the past Syracuse game. But before we do that, quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up, and drop a comment while you're at it, head over to thewolfpacker.com right now and take advantage of a special deal for just 10 bucks. You can get premium subscription to thewolfpacker.com and the On3 network until the beginning of next college football season. So that's a lot of time to cover for just 10 bucks. Um, takes you through basketball season, basketball season right around the corner, men's and women's interesting storylines to track among the Wolfpack men and women. Plus, it'll take you through spring sports, recruiting over the summer, all the way up through football camp and the beginning of football season. So uh, sign up for that deal, just 10 bucks. Head over to thewolfpacker.com and take advantage of it now. Also, shout out to our sponsor, rogueshop.com. It's rogueshop.com. Head over there now for all of your CBD and Delta 8 cannabis needs. They've got a great product line with uh, tinctures, oils, uh, flour, edibles, all kinds of great stuff, uh, lotions even, I believe. Uh, head over there right now, and they've got a great chat feature uh, on their website. Rogueshop.com is the site, and it's a small business. It's not some big you know, corporate website. This is a mom-and-pop shop founded by a husband and wife. The husband is a disabled veteran that was turned on to cannabis products to help with some of his pain and stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation. And uh, once he was turned on to these products, it made him feel so good that he wanted to start a business of his own and spread that wellness onto others. Uh, so they are great supporters of the Wolfpacker podcast. They support us. You should support them because uh, if, you're, if you're listening to us, I hope you like us. If you like us, go support them, rogueshop.com. The chat feature is great. You're going to be talking with a real life human being if you use that chat feature. And uh, they'll point you in the right direction for what kind of products would best suit your needs. So head over there now, rogueshop.com. It's rogueshop.com, proud sponsors of the Wolfpacker podcast. All right, Matt, let's uh, let's talk some Wolfpack football. Um, I saw a comment on the uh, on the last YouTube 
post that we had for the podcast said the Justin guy looks like, uh, I mean, it looks like he just died after that Syracuse <laughs> game. It looked like just all the will had been taken from him. And probably the case, I didn't go back and watch, but maybe the case. And the main reason for that was not necessarily the Syracuse loss itself. It was because we found out that day that Devin Leary was going to miss the rest of the season. And it was a double, double decker, you know, of, hey, you just lost, you know, probably the one, the one last ranked winnable matchup without your starting quarterback left on the schedule you know, that maybe you could still find a path to 10 wins, but you got to find a way to leave the carrier dome with the dub, you lose that game and you get the news with Devin Leary that he's out for the rest of the season. And it just, I think I spoke for a lot of Wolfpack fans in the, in the feeling that it just felt like a double gut punch after, you know, entering the season with so much expectations and high hopes for an ACC championship. But Matt, after now what we've had, 10, 11 days since NC State has last played a football game. Great time to have a bye week after something like that happens to regroup, especially get your quarterback situation right and let them have some reps with with the ones because obviously Devin Leary had taken all those snaps in the preseason and all the way through the season up until he got hurt. So, uh, you know, give these guys some reps, maybe uh, help them succeed a little bit more on the field on offense. But uh, Matt, what – what you been thinking about over the past 10 days? How, you, what's your what's your outlook on the rest of NC State season? And, you know, I think we touched on it a little bit in the last podcast, you know, just kind of like best case scenario or, or what NC State fans should, you know, what's a realistic goal that they should be rooting for to see this team finish out the regular season and, and what type of postseason aspirations, you know, are still left on the table just based on the context of everything that's happened. Yeah, I think um, you know one of the things I took away was when you watch Syracuse nearly beat Clemson. It gives you a more respect of what Syracuse has this year. And I didn't notice until I wrote a story about Jack Chambers actually on uh, Wednesday morning. You know, Jack Chambers against Syracuse. Let me give you his numbers: eighteen of thirty passing for 160 yards, ran 19 times for 58 yards. Uh, Clemson went with two quarterbacks, right? Justin Hedge, a chance to shine. Uh, starting quarterback, DJ. We on Thank you. Um, again, my apologies to DJ, but I just can't talk and, and say that name. Uh, you know, that guy may be a, an all-ACC candidate. He was benched because he was ineffective against that Syracuse defense. And the two quarterbacks, combined completed 15 or 25 passes for 157 yards with two interceptions and ran 14 times for 28 yards. So let me go to those again. Trambridge, 18 of 30 with 160, 19K, 58 yards. Clemson quarterback, 15 of 25, 157, two picks, 14K, 28 yards. And so, and by the way, Jack Chambers was doing it in the dome where everybody who had been there, and it's not just NC State people, I talked to media people, said it was about as loud a football game as they have ever experienced. Clemson quarterbacks were on their home field where the crowd is quiet when you're on offense. So, you know, that may be a little bit of reason for optimism that as we get away from this string of really good defenses that they have played, 
Yeah. We would rank the ACC, the top five defenses, include entry State and the last three teams they have played. Um, so they're going to start getting away from some of these really good defenses that perhaps, if you're looking for a silver lining, as I kind of reflect back on it, maybe that's your silver lining, that, that uh, the sledding gets a little easier here um, coming up. Now, this, like we'll talk about with this particular opponent that, not, they maybe not as rank as highly as some of the others, but they're still a pretty good defense. Um, but if you're looking for optimism, probably where you can find it. Um, <coughs> you kind of hope that your health holds up. You come up with some kind of formula that realistically can let you win games 27-21. I mean, I think you're, you're hoping to find a way to get 24-27 points from this NC State offense. And have your defense, which will have some severe tests coming up, hold those other teams in check. So, still a lot to play for, by the way. I mean, you can still get the 10 wins. Of course. Yeah. You can set a school record for home wins in a year. You got two rivalry games. So, I put in the three, uh, the news and views column that we do after every day during press conference. I'm 99.9% sure NC State has been mathematically eliminated from the Atlantic division. I don't think there's a path left. Um, so I think it's officially down to either Clemson, Syracuse, or Wake Forest. And I'm sure somebody out there has already confirmed that to make it a hundred percent, but, um, but there's still a lot to play for. And here's a, here's a very small nugget to play for. There are only two teams in the ACC. Dave Dorn has not beaten as head coach. At NC State. So, Justin, what what are the two teams? Uh, well, I'm gonna guess that they're gonna be coastal opponents. Uh, Correct. So limited. There are limited opportunities for these wins. I'm gonna guess uh, Virginia Tech being one of them. That is one. Okay. Uh, o and to be for the record, O and two, I believe, against Virginia. And then what's Who's the other coastal team left on the uh, schedule? Is there another coastal team left? On, oh, there is another Carolina. coastal team left on the schedule, but I know that NC State has beaten Carolina under Dave Jordan. So you were uh, there for the last one. I, I was. I was. Um, uh, Miami. Yep, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, kind of for Dave Dorn, it's got them. They're posting a little small ambition goal here for Thursday night against Virginia Tech. Okay, and then that would leave Miami, and I don't, I don't know the next time NC State plays Miami, but, but with the new ACC scheduling format that should happen, what once every once every two four years. years? Oh, once every two years. Excuse me. So, uh, so he'll have ideally another opportunity here coming up soon, and uh, you know, NC State enters this game. I don't have the spread right up in front of me, but I think the last I saw was like 10, 10 and a half point favorite for NC State. Maybe, maybe it's 12. It's between tw 10 and two touchdowns. I mean, NC yeah. State's pretty double digit favorite going into this game. It was uh, 13 and a half. Okay. Um, last yeah. Okay. And uh, one point that you made about Sy or, uh, Clemson's quarterbacks against the Syracuse defense. Great point, by the way. Um, you know, to show that it wasn't just NC State that struggled offensively against that orange defensive front. However, there is uh, one important 
fact to bring up about how Clemson did win that game, and that's with the running game. Will Shipley, 27 carries, 170-plus yards, two touchdowns, and then uh, Phil Maffa is your backup running back coming in and adding another 90 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, you know, in fairness to NC State, they were missing Demi Sumo uh, for that road game against Syracuse. Maybe would have been able to take advantage more of the run game against the Orange had they been fully healthy at running back. But, um, you know, that's probably it's going to state's going to have to lean on the run game. Uh, they're going to have to be able to pass the ball effectively with whoever they go with uh, seemingly Jack Chambers. Although, you know, we could potentially see more and more MJ Morris as the year goes on to be determined. Uh, but both of them, at least, at least for MJ Morris young in his career, the rap on both of them is that they're, dual threat quarterbacks that are probably stronger on the ground than they are with their arms at this point. And, uh, you know, if you get Demi Sumo back healthy, then, uh, then maybe NC state can get the run game going and that can open up some things in the past game for chambers or Morris to find some success on offense. But, um, you know, NC state hasn't been able to run the ball that dominantly. Uh, I don't think at any point this season, I mean, I think NC State's best offensive performance to date was probably the Texas Tech game. I mean, other than the th- you know, other than the throwout UConn and FCS opponents, would you say Texas Tech was probably the best offensive performance yet this season? Yeah, even then, there were 270 yards of of offense uh, in that game. You know, maybe East Carolina too. They didn't move the ball against ECU. They just didn't punch it in in the goal line. They ran it well yeah. against ECU. So, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of how how, uh, how they can adjust on the fly. But luckily, this all happened right before a bye week and, and I think right before another opportunity to really build some confidence. So I guess a good time to transition to uh, previewing this specific Virginia Tech matchup, Matt. What do you see about Virginia Tech that gives you optimism for NC State to bounce back strong and get a win at home on a Thursday night? So there are a couple of things. A, when you're looking at opponents, you're saying until, to your point, until NC State actually scores points in bunches and proves that they can put up 30 points in a game, you're going to have to figure that the formula for success for NC State is lower scoring, right? That they got to find a way to keep that game like Texas Tech, 27-14, or East Carolina, 21-20, or Florida State, Florida 19- State, 19-17. So it's kind of where NC State has been ballpark, and you're about to face an offense that uh, one, two, three, four times this year has not scored 20 points in the seven games they played. Um, and that included against North Carolina, by the way, which has an really awful defense and they were 10 points in that game so um yeah they did they have scored 27 against Wofford they scored 27 against Boston College and they scored 29 at their season high against Pitt so you're looking at a team that has not scored the football much this year it kind of plays into that kind of MO you're looking for for NC State um, you look at some of the total offense numbers that uh, I pulled those up here that Virginia Tech has had. Under 300 yards against Boston College, 
under 300 yards against West Virginia and North Carolina, under 300 yards against Miami. So against Power 5 competition, the only game they, they played, one, two, three, four, five Power 5 games, and the only one that got over 300 yards was Miami. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. So this is not a team that is equipped to score a lot. And also, if you look at what had been the Achilles heel for NC State on defense this year, been a mobile quarterback, right? Mobile quarterbacks have been giving them fits. Yep. Not, Virginia Tech quarterback isn't a stiff. He can move. His name's Grant Wells. Um, but his longest run, I think, this year was 15 or 18 yards or something to that effect. That's not a significant part of the Virginia Tech offense. Um in fact, I'm looking at him now. He did run for 45 yards in the opener against Old Dominion. He ran for 35 against Miami. But by and large, he's in the teens or below. So, um, so you're looking at an offense that hasn't shown that can score a lot against a good – and you're looking at a good defense at NC State, and you're looking at a, a, an offense that doesn't really have the one weapon that really has done well against NC State. And so then you kind of hope that hey, the NC State offense against the defense that the last four games this defense has played, they have been lit up. Each opponent had gone for at least 421 yards. Um, they have been able to been beat pretty good on the ground. Pitt ran for 326 yards on them. West Virginia ran for 218 yards. Carolina ran for a buck 60. So you're thinking that, as you mentioned earlier, NC State gonna have to run the football, right? Yeah. This is a defense that has been a little bit vulnerable to the run. So there are a couple of it, it seems to come together on paper nicely as a matchup for NC State, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, that Thursday night games are crazy, and West Virginia Tech yeah. has an off off week too, and. The one benefit they have is they're running the same personnel, and now this is an opportunity for them to kind of get a lot of reps in the offense mm-hmm. versus getting reps to prepare for a team. And so you could see a more sharper, more well-oiled machine from Virginia Tech coming out of this off week than we had seen out of them in earlier week. It's kind of my one caveat. But overall, you know, Vegas has it. 13 and a half points. That's, I'm not shocked by that. That's probably about two or three points higher than I would have anticipated. But I'm not shocked by it. No, not not shocked by it at all. I wouldn't touch it personally. <laughs> I don't I don't have uh, I don't have confidence in NC State, you know, on offense right now, uh, to beat, you know, any power five team by two touchdowns and want to put my money on the line. Um <laughs> And, I mean, it's not a knock. It's just that this NC State offense has struggled all season, even when when it had Devin Leary, and now you don't have Devin Leary. You have, you know, Jack Chambers, who is a, you know, transfer quarterback from the FCS level. There's a reason he played his career at the FCS level, and he was uh, insurance policy for this NC State team, but certainly was not the – you know, it was not part of the plan for him to take the reins halfway through the season and still find a way to lead this team to, you know, 10-plus wins. So, uh, you know, Virginia Tech 
I guess the thing you maybe want to watch for is can Virginia Tech get some confidence on defense? They haven't been a terrible defensive team. They have, I guess that would be their strength is that they're, they're a better defensive team than they are an offensive team. So they're going to be trying to, they're trying to take the same formula to NC state, make sure that they don't run away with it. Um, but you look at this Virginia Tech's last matchup against Miami you know, another team that went into the season with big high hopes and, you know, has struggled here early on in the season. Uh, Jack or uh, Tyler Van Dyke threw for 350 yards, scored two touchdowns. Miami still managed to only score 20 points. Now they did lead 17 to zero at halftime. Um, and Virginia Tech scored a couple late touchdowns to make that a respectable 20 to 14 final. But still, it shows you that you know, Virginia Tech was able to slow down that Miami offense at some points along the way, even with a strong passing game. And, um, you know, you, you, you're still going to have to be able to put some points on. So it might be another big Chris Dunn game. Can you get into the red zone? Can you get, can you put points on the board when you have opportunities? Um, well, at some point and, they got to score a touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to have to. Yeah. But, you know, can you, if you can get to the 30 yard line another four times, you, you, you score one touchdown and you, you knock on the door a few more times and, you know, against Virginia tech, I think it's going to be a defensive game. Can this defense step up and hold another team to less than, you know, two touchdowns. And I think that's a, that's a doable goal against this Virginia tech team. Is it a doable goal for some teams along the way on, you know, further down the schedule? I don't think so, but this is this is the one. But well, there's also Boston College left. This and Boston College are the two games left where, you know, NC State's defense could really just win the game single-handedly if if needed. Uh, that that's a possible outcome. So I feel good about this game going into it. I I feel like it's kind of a. I mean, there's no there's no. It, I'd call it a must-win just because it's one of the two games that NC State's going to be heavily favored in the rest of the way. And, um, you know, when you go into a season with such high expectations and, you know, it looks like the season is kind of going to end up being more along the lines of what NC State has been over the past 20 years, you know, eight and four, very much on the table. Um, probably the most likely outcome at this point for a regular season record. Uh, you know, you got to win the games like this so that morale doesn't drop really low. Um, but I think, I think, I think they'll rise to the occasion because again, this is an experienced roster, especially on defense that has a lot of guys that have returned to do something respectable. And, and just because Dun Leary is not, you know, out on the side or not out on the field with those guys anymore doesn't mean that there's a lot of guys out there that are still trying to put some respect on NC State's name, put some respect on their own legacy at NC State and and finish out the season strong in a respectable manner. Um, but this is this is one where NC State, you want to, as an NC State fan, you want to see the Wolfpack come out strong and win this game comfortably to feel a little bit better about the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that kind of kind of important too like I mean we both know that if NC State wins this game 30 to 10 right something like that there'll be some NC State fans that will talk themselves into seeing a path to victory against Wake Forest the following week 
stuff. Um, fans will always, even when they're doom and gloom, it only takes one game to get them back into optimism. Right. And so, yeah, the Wake Forest game, by the way, just sold out. So the fans are ready to, to cheer them on. And, and we know it's not Wake Forest fans. Yeah, no, that's not a big enough. No, that's not a. By the way, not a slap on Wake Forest. Just the reality of a small school. Uh, I, fan. No, I'll claim the slap. I mean, it's all we got at this point, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, but I. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the way fans operate. So, you, know, you want to have some fun here. The last couple, of, uh, last what month of the season left, basically. Let's have some fun. And the best way to have some fun is. Uh, take care of business and then dream about some of those games where you're not expected to take care of business per se. So. Yeah. That, you raise a really good point there, Matt. I think you hit the nail on the head. That might be the best way to wrap up this podcast as an, as, as someone that clears time out of their schedule to watch NC state football. I want to see some more fun football the rest of the way. The last, the last two games ain't it. It's just, it, and I know that it's, purposefully been that way because that was really nc state's path to victory the past two weeks the florida state game when your quarterback goes out and you got to throw in your backup quarterback you got to find a way to win ugly and then when you go up to syracuse and you play a team that you know is definitely favored without your starting quarterback available you're gonna have to find a way to win that game ugly so the games have almost been purposefully ugly the past two weeks i'd like to see i mean what's there to lose at this point right just let it loose. Let it go. Yeah. I will so, say, too, I, I, if, if fans are coming, something, expecting to see something dramatically different Thursday night, I would guard against that too much. And they're, they're not going to overhaul an offense in an off week, especially what was really a short off week because you, you, <laughs> you, you had to play Thursday instead of Saturday off the off. So, is you expecting some wild, crazy motion jets sweeping both ways, your triple option play? I mean, that's just you can't put those plays in a playbook and get them to the point where they're running it super fast, super efficient, like the back of their hand, know it like the back of their hand, and just instinctively run it. You're going to be thinking, so you have to go with what you have um, and try to put some new wrinkles in it. So, I so don't so. Don't expect the second coming of the Kansas City Chiefs offense on Thursday night, yeah. right? All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Expect. I think what you realistically can expect is that the coaches are hoping to get a better version of what they rolled out there against Syracuse, one that scores touchdowns in the red zones instead of field goals, and that playing a defense not as good as Syracuse will also make some of the difference in the equation as well. All right, well, we'll see. All that's left is uh, the game tomorrow to uh, see what happens, and then we'll, we'll have another uh, – we'll have a post-game reflections podcast at some point this week, probably before the weekend. Um, What's the over and under, by the way? Oh, in this game? Let me see. I, I clicked out of it. Um, it's got to be low. I'm going to take a guess while I'm loading it up. I'm going to say – I'm going to say 40 – and a okay. half. I'm seeing 39 and a half. Okay, that's pretty pretty good. Um, but yeah, yeah, get, get 42. Can are there going to be six touchdowns in this game? Probably not. Probably not. Um, Probably not. But there could be some field goals on top of that that pushes you to the over. So 
still low total. I don't know. I mean, you, Matt, you, you painted out best case scenario for state fans to feel excited about going into the Wake Forest game being 30 to 10. That's still hit. Uh, well, that's hitting the over by 0.5. So maybe and that's not my official yeah. prediction, by the way. Just for clarification, my official prediction would suggest taking the under quite okay. comfortably. Uh, is your official prediction out? You know what? We're recording this podcast. I think we're supposed to go up while we were recording. It is. It is okay. Would you Would you care to share it with the podcast, or or is it a tease to get people to the website? Uh, nah, nah. Uh, well, so there are two different predictions. Ethan McDowell also had the prediction, so I will not spill his. But I have okay. NC, I have NC State winning twenty one to ten. Okay, I like it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I like your, I'll, sure. I mean, 21 seems a little weird because that involved three touchdowns and no field goals. I, maybe like, maybe uh, 23 to 10. 23 okay. to 10. Two touchdowns, three field goals. Yeah, State not wins. quite covering. Mm, tough beat. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling confident on NC State on the spread this week, which means that you should probably take it. <laughs> Just saying, based on uh, based on my track record of following this team's gambling lines this season. But, uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this podcast. We will be back after the Virginia Tech game, hopefully with a little more optimism, based on the results of that game, and uh, heading into a big game against Wake Forest next week at home. Before we wrap up this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, we're there. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube, or you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. Uh, thank you to our sponsor of the podcast, RogueShop.com. Head over there right now, RogueShop.com. It's R-O-G-U-E Shop.com. Uh, sells premium CBD and Delta 8 cannabis products to help you with your anxiety and stress, with sleep deprivation, with general pain. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast has at least one of those going on in their life. And RogueShop.com is here to help you with those issues, with natural health and wellness remedies. Uh, you can get edibles, tinctures, oils, uh, lotions, all all different kinds of mediums to help you feel better. Go to rogueshop.com now. They've got a great chat feature on there where you can chat with them. And it's it's a small business. It's not some major corporation where you're going to be talking to a robot on the chat feature. You're going to be talking to a real-life human being on the other end. It's a husband and wife outfit. The husband is a disabled veteran that was turned on to natural cannabis products to help with some of his pain stress, anxiety, and sleep deprivation. And uh, he had such better results with the natural products as opposed to the pharmaceutical ones that he wanted to start this business and share it with others to help spread health and wellness. So uh, that's why you should head over to rogueshop.com, support them. They support us. Uh, so you can support us by supporting them and heading over to rogueshop.com and buying some great THC, Delta 8, and CBD products right now. Uh, and last but not least, head over to thewolfpacker.com right now where you can take advantage of a special deal for just 10 bucks. You're going to get premium subscription on thewolfpacker.com and the On3 Network 
through the beginning of next football season. So that's going to take you through the end of August 2023. We still got a lot of football season left, and we're going to have basketball season coming up, Wolfpack men and women, lots of storylines to track there. Takes you through spring season, recruiting insider information happens year round, and then into summer where we start talking about the 2023 Wolfpack. Is Devin Leary going to return to the 2023 Wolfpack? Is it going to be this? That, that's big. Yep. And uh, you know Great where you're going to find out about that first, probably? Probably going to find out about that first on the Wolfpacker.com. So if you want to know that news when it comes out, you need to be a member. Go take advantage of that deal. $10 takes you to the beginning of next college football season. And uh, head over to wolfpacker.com now. Take advantage of it. So uh, last but not least, follow us on social media. You can follow our main account at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will on Twitter. And give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on the wolfpacker.com. So for Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast.